Hello everyone! On the last day of September I decided to record another retrospective episode on how my vulnerability management month went. September was quite a busy month for me. I participated in two educational activities. The first one is an online cybersecurity course for my alma mater Bauman Moscow State Technical University. Together with Pavel Popov we recorded three topics – vulnerability assessment, vulnerability management and patch management – about two hours of content. The second is an online vulnerability management course for positive technologies – a leading Russian VM vendor. I contributed about 30 minutes of content about the importance of asset management and the ways of how IT can sabotage the VM process. Speaking of education, I received my first certificate in Indonesian language after three months of studying at the Permira Mengajar course. Terima kasih banyak atas kisimpatan besarini. I'm very interested in developing vulnerability management in the Republic of Indonesia and the ASEAN region, and I hope that my Bahasa Indonesia skills will help me develop more connections there. This month has also been quite busy with my media activities. Together with Lev Palay and Maxim Harask, we launched a weekly news talk show Projector PIB, Information Security Spotlight. Four numbered episodes and a pilot are already available. The video edit of the show is currently in my hands and we are releasing it on my YouTube channel. I also appeared as a guest on the vulnerability management podcast Kiberdurschlag, Cyber Colander by Positive Technologies, which should be released in October. On September 18th, I left Tinkoff. I spent a wonderful six years and three months there. When I got the job, the entire Tinkoff InfoSec team consisted of five people, including me and our security director. Now it's a large and powerful department with recognized unique expertise, a real trendsetter for Russian companies in the financial sector and not only. I hope I have helped in some way to accomplish this beautiful transformation. I really like Tinkoff for the pleasant atmosphere without any toxicity, for adequate and professional management, for my dear colleagues who taught me a lot. Thank you all very much. What's next? I'll give an update very soon. I can only say now that my vulnerability management story is not over and will receive new impetus and development. But enough about me, let's talk about vulnerabilities. September Microsoft Patch Tuesday. There were 97 CVEs, 35 of them added between Patch Tuesdays. Urgent 1, Critical 3, High 38, Medium 54, Low 1. The most critical is remote code execution in Microsoft Edge, CV 2023-4863. It's quite rare for an RC vulnerability to be present in both Chrome Chromium-based web browsers, including Edge, and Firefox-based web browsers. The CV 2023-4863 vulnerability was found in LibWebP, a library for working with raster images in the VP format, a replacement for PNG and JPEG. Therefore, any software that can open images in WebP is likely to use LibWebP and will therefore be vulnerable. 
The exploit is available on GitHub and the vulnerability is actively exploited in the wild. Another vulnerability in Edge with a publicly available exploit is memory corruption in Microsoft Edge, CV 2023-4352. Also pay attention to it. Remote code execution in Windows Themes, CV 2023-38-146. Theme bleed. This is a good example of how the criticality of a vulnerability can change overnight. It was ranked 8th in terms of criticality only due to the RCE type. And a few days after the patch Tuesday, when a write-up and POC were published, the vulnerability became the second most critical. So you never know how things will change and what vulnerability will become truly exploitable and dangerous. Try to fix everything. The other critical vulnerability is the exploitable in the wild information disclosure in Microsoft Word, CV 2023-36761, which, according to ZDI, actually allows attackers to perform an NTLM relay attack. NTLM relay attacks allow attackers to sit between clients and servers and relay validated authentication requests in order to access network services. Among the elevation of privilege vulnerabilities, the most interesting is elevation of privilege in Microsoft Streaming Service Proxy, CV 2023-36802. The remaining CVEs show no signs of exploitation in the wild. There were three remote code executions in Microsoft Exchange, CV 2023-36744, CV 2023-36745, CV 2023-36756. But these vulnerabilities are unlikely to be exploited. Exploitation requires an attacker to authenticate with LAN access and have valid exchange user credentials. What's interesting about these MS Exchange CVs is that Microsoft quietly patched them in August. Therefore, users who installed updates as soon as they become available were not affected by these vulnerabilities for a month, and those who usually make decisions about updating systems based on analysis of CVIDs did not have all the information, though they could make the wrong decision and remain vulnerable for a month. Regular updates without paying much attention to CVEs seems to be the best strategy when you can't fully trust your vendor's data. The full Volristics report updated at September 30 is available in the blog post. This month I also drew attention to the critical RCE vulnerability BDU 2023-05857 in Bitrix CMS, which is very popular in Russia. This vulnerability only has an ID in the Russian BDU stack vulnerability database. It is a good example of how the world of security and vulnerabilities is dividing on clusters. In such clusters, people use their own software products that have their own vulnerabilities, which only their own vulnerability scanners can detect. Speaking of vulnerabilities that cannot be detected, I noted an interesting vulnerability in the Linux kernel CV 2022-10-12. Interestingly, this is not fixed in Rhel CentOS 7, and these OS versions are not yet in end-of-life. 
This means that if you use a vulnerability detection tool that makes detection based on security bulletins or oval content, it will not be able to detect such a vulnerability. You can show this case to your VM vendor, specifically to Linux vulnerability detection specialists. On September 4th, Qualys released their Roman Top 20 Most Exploited Vulnerabilities list, 24 CVEs. I collected them in Vulneristics comment format, and I wondered if there were vulnerabilities that were not included in their recent Anglo-Saxon lists. It turned out that 12 CVEs are not included, so exactly one half. These are Shellshock, MS17010, three remote code executions for Office, two remote code executions for VBScript and Silverlight, three vulnerabilities for Oracle Java and WebLogic. Apparently, the Anglo-Saxons decided that in 2022 this was not longer relevant. The links to the full Vulneristics reports, Qualys Top 20 2023, Qualys Top 20 2023, not in joint report, are available in the blog post. Now let's talk about vulnerability management market news. In September, approximately at the same time, two marketing reports were released. GigaOM Radar Report for Continuous Vulnerability Management, version 3.0.1. You can get it from Qualys. And the Forrester Wave Vulnerability Risk Management for third quarter 2023. You can get it from Tenable. It's not surprising that the companies that provide us the reprints of the reports are named the leaders in those reports. As usual, such reports try to compare incompatible companies and solutions, but Imho still it's better than nothing. The biggest news on the Russian VM market in September was the RVision conference and the presentation of the RVision VM product. From a vulnerability detection perspective, RVision VM is an oval SCAP scanner. For now, MVP only supports Linux distributions, Western, Debian, Archel, Ubuntu, SUSE, SLED and SLES, and Russian, Redos and Astro Linux. And the very fact that a VM vendor can present an MVP solution that supports only Linux systems shows how important the role that Linux now plays in Russia, Russian distributions especially. Arvision also published an article in which they presented their ideas for building an ideal vulnerability management process in organizations. Actually, it looks quite nice. And that's it for today. Please subscribe and leave your comments. Bye.